1: What's up everybody welcome into a a special episode of the guilty is charged podcast joining me today is miss devin caney host of the believe in eagles podcast for the believe podcast network she's also a sideline reporter for espn and nbc sports and nbc philly devin thanks for taking the time to join me how are you doing today
2: I'm doing well, you know, fresh off uh, an Eagles win for once, uh, even though it was just the Lions. You know, it's always it's always fun when when your season's looking pretty bleak to get a win, especially when it's a blowout like that. So uh, doing well. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. Can't wait to uh, dive into this matchup with you. And, you know, I have to say, like, I did think that the Lions would make that more of a game. Was that big of a blowout a surprise to you?
2: Yeah, I think it was a big surprise to everyone. And, you know philly fans and and you know all nfl fans in general are funny in that it, it, we change our narrative so so quickly leading yes. up to that game everyone's like oh i don't know the lions yeah they haven't won a game but their games have been pretty close against good teams they're definitely going to beat the eagles even though the eagles are favored and and then we blow them out and everyone's like oh it's just the lions it's just the <laughs> lions they're terrible like oh were they terrible when you were saying that they were going to beat the eagles like an hour ago i don't think so so uh it, it's okay though. I, I'm glad we got the win. I was very surprised by the blowout win. Um I wasn't confident in the Eagles losing like a lot of people were, but I definitely thought it'd be a closer game than that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm on the same page with you there. So, uh before we dive really into this Chargers and Eagles matchup, I want to get your thoughts because uh obviously the Eagles were, you know, rumored to be trading every player on the roster it felt like at one point obviously they traded Zach Ertz to the Cardinals earlier but everybody kind of was hyping up Fletcher Cox as a trade candidate Andre Dillard as a trade candidate and then nothing really came to fruition so what did you make of of the Eagles kind of deciding not to trade any more players besides Ertz at the deadline
2: Uh, You know, I've seen a lot of people questioning Howie Roseman, who's our GM, um, his decision to or lack of ability, I guess, to to sell players. But with with Fletcher Cox, he just re-signed a deal literally a month ago. And if we had traded him, it would have. Uh, done that's some, some great things for our cap space, so I understand the reasoning. And he's also a good player, and he's a, a leader on the team. I understand the reasoning behind not trading Fletcher Cox.
0: Um, yeah. I
2: also think trading a bunch of players away, especially our few older players who are leaders on the team, like Fletcher... Um, it would have been waving the white flag a bit, which I, I know the Eagles haven't had the best season, but I do not think that we're in a position to to wave the, the white flag just yet. Right. Um, I think if the Eagles acquired any players, they should have gone for, I mean, I know they got a cornerback and, and now I think we have like nine quarterbacks on our roster, but uh, we're clearly lacking in defensive talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, We clearly need linebackers, but I don't think that they could have gotten a linebacker who was worthwhile or worth whatever we'd have to trade away to acquire one this season. So I'm okay with it. I know some people are upset, but um, I think at this point, there wasn't much that we could have gotten for what we were able to give.
1: Yeah, yeah. Especially when the Fletcher Cox thing is interesting to me because he's still a productive player, but like you mentioned, you know, they just restructured his contract to keep him Mm -hmm. around. And a player like him is, you know, going to cost a lot of draft capital. We saw Von Miller go for a second and third round pick. So uh, I wasn't too surprised that that one ended up not happening. So uh, let's let's dive into this specific matchup. And I I always like to start with the quarterbacks uh, because at the end of the day, they are the most important players on the field. So how have you seen Jalen Hurts develop this year? And how has that development been received by uh, Philadelphia Eagles fans?
2: yeah so jalen hurts i like him um you know as a player off the field on the field i like his mentality he doesn't seem to get rattled by anything and i think that's really impressive especially for a quarterback who's essentially in his rookie season i know he played some games last year but this is his first full season as you know mm. quarterback number one it was funny i was actually listening to you this podcast it was probably your most recent episode and you guys were talking about justin herbert and and kind of saying similar things that we say about jalen hurts where, you know, maybe he doesn't always see the field the best. Mm. Maybe he's not the most accurate. And, and I see all that. I think that's bound to happen with young quarterbacks. Um, it was interesting to me to hear you guys say that about Justin Herbert, cause I've been blown away by his performance this season. Uh, I think he's a really, really good quarterback and I, I tend to root for him. I won't be on Sunday, but every other game I do. Um, but Jalen hurts. I mean, I love his mentality. Uh, Never seems to get rattled and we've had some pretty bad, embarrassing games. Mm -hmm. I wish, um, I wish the coaching staff and play calling did Jalen hurts more favors. I don't think that, that Nick Sirianni had been really helping out his young quarterback in terms of play calling. Um, But I did think that's one of the main things that was working for the Eagles when they played the Lions and we saw them do so well. Finally, Nick Sirianni made a game plan that helped Jalen Hurts out and had some more creative play calls and had more diverse play calling. Um, I still would like Jalen Hurts to not leave the pocket as much. I would like him Mm. to see the field a little better. Um, but again, I, I do think that we need to give Jalen Hurts more time before we kind of say, oh, he's done. He's not, he's not it. He's not our quarterback.
1: Yeah. The, this whole rush to judgment era is sometimes really frustrating because I mean, Jalen Hurts last, you know, he starts three or four games or whatever it was last year. One of the games, the Eagles, you know, took him out of in the second half, you have a new coaching staff who's still trying to figure their own way out. And, uh, it, it's just interesting to me that everybody's trying to figure out what to do with Jalen hurts. And like, mm-hmm. do you go get Russell Wilson next year? Do you draft a quarterback? And I'm like, it's been eight games this <laughs> yeah. season with Jalen hurts. Can we relax a little bit?
2: Yeah, I, I totally agree. Like, I think you have to give him time to develop. Um, and, and, and if anyone's head is going to roll, I, I believe that Nick Sirianni should, should go before Jalen hurts. And see what Jalen Hurts can do under a different coach. I'm not saying either of them are going to go. I think we need to let it just play out, you know, like it, it's yeah. still not that late in the game. Like, like let him show us what he's got. Let, let him develop, let him mature as a player. Uh, and I think we can see great things out of Jalen Hurts. I, I also think we don't talk about enough, you know, we focus on the issues of these quarterbacks and not their strengths. Jalen Hurts is one of the best running rushing quarterbacks in the league right now. And, and no one seems to talk about that that much. Uh, all I hear criticisms about his passing game, probably because the play calling, like I said, wasn't helping him out. You know, when you have a quarterback like Jalen hurts, and then you decide to just pass, pass, pass the ball the entire game, that's not really helping out, uh, his performance.
1: Well, I had to laugh, too, because, you know, the, the biggest criticism for Sirianni is obviously been the lack of a running game. Yeah. What does he do against the Lions? He calls 48 yeah. rushing attempts or whatever it was. Just something crazy.
2: It's it's actually hilarious because, yeah, no, he, he doesn't call a run game. Uh, starting running back gets injured, and then he calls, like, all yeah. run plays. And we saw it worked out. Yeah, I, I know the Lions aren't a good team. They played a terrible game, but still... Uh, I do hope he keeps up that balance uh, on Sunday and moving forward. Maybe not like he seems to just go all in on either pass or run at this point. So maybe a a nice balance would be cool. But, uh, you know, we're just happy to see them run the ball a little bit.
1: Yeah. I'll never forget watching the, uh, granted it was against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but they had like one run call in the first half against the Buccaneers. I'm like, okay, I get it's the Buccaneers, but like, you got to help your young guy out here a little bit.
2: You do. And even like, like we, we crushed, uh, the lions, but still there were a few play calls where like, it was like third and one on like the one yard line and he has Jalen hurts like coming out of the pocket and throwing it, like, just run it, just run it in. It's not, yeah. it's not that hard. And uh, stuff like that is very frustrating. But again, it's we, I same, same thing I think goes for Nick Sirianni where he's so he's a young coach. He's still learning. I think he's been outmatched in most of the games this season, probably aside from our game against lines and our first game against the Falcons.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's gonna be an interesting one because I mean, you you got to give this time to play out for, for those two, I think. But yeah. uh, let's shift gears and talk about the weapons that Jalen Hurts has for a little bit. Obviously, Devontae mm-hmm. Smith, people are a little bit more familiar with him, being that he won the Heisman last year. Um, mm-hmm. so how are the pass catchers doing for for uh, Mister Hurts? I think I think you know Devontae is leading them in receiving right now. Um, mm-hmm. but so how is he doing? How's everyone else doing these days?
2: Um. It- you know it's funny because Devonte, i i do think is leading the one thing uh one he's one of the few people who didn't perform to my expectations against the lions but i think that's because they had him double teamed but he he's been great i i don't know if it's been him or jalen hurts uh not throwing accurate passes i do know Devonte has had a few drops um i don't know i I'm not – I don't want people to, to see this as, like, a harsh criticism, but I think we could be seeing more out of Devontae Smith, honestly. Mm. Um, someone who I've been really impressed with, though, is Quez Watkins, who is our other wide receiver, one of our other wide receivers, and he's kind of our deep threat. Uh, he's made a few incredible – deep passes that I'm pretty sure like 90% of them have been called back because of the penalties uh because the Eagles just love to get penalties left and right (laughs) they've improved on that a little bit um and then not even a receiver but tight ends Dallas Goddard is just incredible uh I know you mentioned earlier we traded Zach Ertz which still hurts my heart so much because he's just so (laughs) beloved in this city and, and an incredible tight end incredible football player um but the one comforting thing is that we do have Dallas Goddard who has amazing hands and can run after he makes the catch. And uh, he's just been outstanding. I feel like he's probably one of our most reliable weapons uh, on offense. And then like, even when we don't purely run the ball, uh, we have, Threats in Kenny Gainwell, uh, Boston Scott, now Jordan Howard is called up from the practice squad. So we do have offensive weapons as long as Jalen Hurts can get to them accurately.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a fun group, right? And, and you know, mm-hmm. we, I, I, we, I, Jalen Rager was one of my favorites coming out of the draft last year. Um, mm. I know Eagles fans have been very disappointed in that one. <laughs> yeah. And it's been, it's not been fun to watch. Like, I wish that they would involve him more often, but yeah, you know, I like Quez Watkins and I like Devontae Smith, and I feel like they have a good balance between those two and, and Dallas Goddard as well.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Jalen Rager is someone who he, he and JJ Arcega Whiteside are constantly criticized, and I do almost <laughs> feel bad because uh, it's almost become like a running joke amongst yeah. Philly fans. Uh, because, well, JJ, I, I think he was the pick that we chose over DK Metcalf, uh, rigor might've been over Justin Jefferson where like, no one will just let it down. But I, yeah. I think it's, if had they been on other teams, the Eagles, I think lack in uh, player development, they probably mm. would be breakout players and incredible. It's just something that happens and you just have to laugh it off. But I do like that. I'm seeing more improvement from Jalen Rager, especially, uh, he had a few good plays against the lions. Uh, I know he went out with injury but um no he's definitely improving
1: yeah so we'll we'll definitely keep an eye on that one I I think an interesting storyline in this one which I didn't know until today until Brandon Staley was mentioning this apparently him and the Eagles defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon are like best friends apparently they're very close childhood friends uh who have come up in the coaching I didn't know that until today (laughs) either so okay uh, (laughs) I think it's gonna be an interesting not because Brandon Staley doesn't call plays on offense right but You know, this matchup specifically with Jonathan Gannon's defense is an interesting one for the Chargers because they've kind of struggled the last couple games against teams that are very blitz-happy, very creative in their pressures. That's Mm -hmm. not really Gannon's M.O. from what I've been hearing. Uh, Mm -hmm. What can you tell our listeners about Gannon's defense and what to expect on Sunday?
2: Oh, my gosh. It's been so frustrating. Uh, That was my favorite thing I saw, actually, against the Lions. Jonathan Gannon finally decided to do uh, a little bit of blitzing finally decided to use a defensive scheme that kind of played to his players' strengths. You know, we talked about Fletcher Cox earlier in the show and Mm. Fletcher made some public comments in a press conference about how he basically didn't like the scheme that Jonathan Gannon was running. Gannon likes to prevent the big play, but that also doesn't give our talented defensive ends because we have a good D line A chance to do their thing. And I think that was essentially what Fletcher Cox was saying. Um, And it makes sense. Um, and we've seen, you know, game after game, these other teams just slice through us with their running backs like like hot butter. And it's really frustrating to watch. We didn't see that with the Lions. Um, but again, I who knows if that's because the Lions were just terrible on Sunday or we improved. But we did see more blitzing from the D. Uh, and we, we did see uh, players like Fletcher Cox be able to do what Fletcher Cox does best. Um, one comment that really stood out to me on our, I hosted post game show. Uh, we had Brandon Graham on who is of course our, our injured, uh, incredible defensive player and, and mm-hmm. he's Mr. Positive. So even hearing this from, from him was super shocking where he basically said like, he loves Jonathan Gannon. He believes in his scheme. He said, Jonathan Gannon just doesn't have the personnel he needs. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I kind of hesitate to criticize Gannon too much, but it is a fact that like the Eagles just straight up don't really have linebackers. Like I could probably play <laughs> linebacker for the Eagles at this point. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I hope that we keep up the defense that I saw on Sunday uh, against the Chargers.
1: Yeah, so that that is uh, you know I'm a little concerned about Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave. Um, yeah, obviously, oh know, Hargrave's are- been
2: amazing
1: yeah he's been so good are, for us those are game records for sure mm-hmm. um but the lack of blitzing uh, is something that I, i'm excited to watch because this feels like a get right game for justin Herbert after going against Week martindale and bill belichick so it'll yeah. be nice for him to not have to worry about getting you know cover zero looks on every single play again
2: <laughs> yeah i mean and like i said justin Herbert, i've been a big fan of his uh massive quarterback like I'm yeah. scared. I think every Philly fan would admit that, like, we do not think that we're gonna win this game. Um, <laughs> mainly because of Justin Herbert and his performance so far this season. I know he's had some ups and downs, but he's been playing really well. He's really impressed me. And and I, I'm personally scared uh to see what he does when he comes into Philly on Sunday.
1: <laughs> no, I, I know that you mentioned, you know, the, the episode that we just had, and, and it's been a, a, a bad couple of games for him. Like he has struggled, but Mm-hmm. I think we're at the point with Justin Herbert where we're more critical of his bad performances because we expect so much of him, like mm-hmm. his game against the Cleveland Browns, you know, right before the Baltimore game was, it was insane, you know, 400 yards, four touchdowns, one on the ground. So we expect a lot of Justin Herbert. It, it just, you know, hasn't lived up to expectations the last couple of games.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And that's bound to happen, I think, with young quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, and that's, like I mentioned, you know, with Jalen Hurts. Yeah, he has a few bad plays. He also, you know, you got to give him a break, I think, sometimes. Yeah. They're not all Tom Brady, who's been playing for 500 years. So,
1: <laughs> no offense guy, to Tom Brady. No, we're all offense
2: no, to Tom Brady? I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're we're an anti-Tom Brady uh, podcast, for sure. Okay, so. good,
2: because I'm an anti-Tom uh, <laughs> Brady person.
3: <laughs>
1: that's good uh based on your answers uh your previous answer I think I might know where you're headed with this one but Hmm. what's an area of concern for Eagles fans and yourself as you look at this Chargers offense
2: um everything Literally, our defense is, you know, I give them praise for, for what we did against the Lions or, or what we prevented when we played the Lions, but again, it's the Lions. Uh, you saw our defense against teams like Tampa Bay, like the Chiefs who aren't even that good this year, um, and it's non-existent. It's mm. in every area, right? Like, I cannot pinpoint one area for you because it's all of it. I think the the biggest... Lack is definitely linebacker for us because we just haven't prioritized that position in drafts or acquiring talent um, in recent memory. Um, and our D-line, we do have some players, right? Like you mentioned, Javon Hargrave, Fletcher Cox. um Derek Barnett uh, has not been that great. If he keeps up not getting penalties every five minutes, I think uh, that's an improvement. But otherwise, I mean, it's I, I think you just need to try to get to Justin Herbert uh, as quick as possible. I want Jonathan Gannon to commit to the blitz again um, and stop the run game because I think we've been falling back trying to stop that, that big play. That's his motto. That's his style. And I just don't think that's working because not every play is a big play it's just, that's just the fact. And yeah, Darius Slay, speaking of big plays, that's his nickname, big play Slay. Like, yeah, Yeah. he, he had a pick six, uh, or a interception, whatever against the lions. And it was great. And he's had a few, uh, great plays, but I think otherwise there's not much else you can really praise about our Eagles defense. And I'm just being honest with that. So, um, I, I I don't know, I, I guess if you can get in Justin Herbert's head as well, early on, uh, Maybe we have a chance. Weak <laughs> outlook, I know.
1: <laughs> well, it is. Uh, I think the the good thing about the Eagles' offense in this one, you know, just being candid here, is that Chargers have really struggled to stop the run. And so, if Sirianni is again committed to doing that on offense and letting specifically Jalen Hurts, you know, create some mismatches, I think the mm-hmm. Eagles could keep it close. Uh, I do expect the Chargers to win, you know, by uh, multiple scores. But I think the Eagles' offense if they can uh not <laughs> like two you. touchdowns but like i expect i am expecting the chargers to win by like 10. um yeah. that's just the way i'm looking at it i this, can't argue I, with you. but i think if hurts can do some damage on the ground then obviously that will change, them, change yeah.
2: things. yeah. yeah. and again that comes back to Nick Sirianni uh not being outmatched and and creating a game plan and a offensive scheme and Gannon creating a defensive scheme that that help us do that. so we'll see.
1: yeah going to be an interesting coaching battle too. first year defensive minded head coach against the first year offensive minded head coach with the Eagles, which would be a lot of fun. Uh, we'll get you out of here on this one. Uh, you don't have to give it a final score prediction unless you want to. Okay. Um, but I do like to get, you know, just some kind of final thoughts on the matchup from our, our guests that come on here. So uh, like I said, if you want to give a prediction, go for it. If not just kind of your uh, big picture here for the chargers and Eagles matchup.
2: Um. I think the Eagles are going to surprise people. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. Um, I don't think we're going to win. I think the Chargers will win 34-27. to 27.
1: All right. That's pretty close to what I expect, too. I think the yeah. offenses will uh, eat each other up this one. So, yeah. uh, Devin, what do you have coming up for our listeners this week if they want to get some Eagles intel? Where can they find you, and what do you have coming up?
2: Yeah, find me on Twitter at Devin underscore Caney. Uh, I also host a post-game show on Jacob Media YouTube channel on 6abc.com. Uh, and I host the Believe in Eagles podcast wherever you get your podcasts. So check it out. And thanks so much for having
3: me on. I had so much fun.
1: Yeah. Can't thank you enough for joining us. And I really appreciate your time today.
3: Of course. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium?